Hello, and thank you for tuning in to Life, Love, Marriage, Divorce, the podcast. I am Monique Davis-Dotson, your host, and I have a very special guest with me. Her name happens to be Mrs. Monica Murphy. I've known Monica for years, and um, she is a, a beautiful soul inside and out. She is a wife, a mother, an educator, an entrepreneur. I mean, she holds many, many titles, and you guys are going to be blessed by this interview today. Welcome to the show, Monica. How are you, my friend? I'm great, girl. I am so happy to be here, Mo. <laughs> I'm so excited that you agreed to sit at the mic with me. Tell me a little bit, girl, how has it been, you know, coming back into the classroom as an educator? Let's start there. Oh, my God, Monique. It has been very difficult. Mm -hmm. And what I mean by difficult is, you know, we're still in a scare. And a lot of people, you know, they can't tell you that people have, you know, if your coworker has COVID or this child has COVID, they could just say, hey, this child or this person, you know, a child or a person um, have COVID, but we sometimes we don't know it. It's very scary, mm -hmm. you know, especially like myself having a, a family members with underlying conditions, Right. you know, so not only am I protecting myself, but I have to have these people in my home that I have to protect. And being an educator and being the person like I am, I love to hug my students. Yeah. Well, now we really can't do that any longer. You know, the school, they opened up last year, but it wasn't to the full capacity now. Mm -hmm. And now with the full capacity, yes, these babies are, you know, amongst the others that they don't know who may have it. It's very scary, you know, trying to remind the students, hey, you got to keep your mask on. Hey, remind yourself. Yeah. At that, you know, because it's, it's hard to talk with a mask on. It it's hard, you know, although, you know, with our school, we have shields on our desk or the tables wherever we may have a, um, a group of kids, mm -hmm. but reminding the kids to, hey, sanitize. Hey, um, when you step up from that desk, wash your desk down, you know, sanitize this, sanitize your pencils. And I am a fanatic on it. Right. But which we as educators are so into it as far as teaching, that almost slips out of mind, mm -hmm. you know, to think about that way because we're back in a routine, sort of speak, as being in a classroom. Mm -hmm. But now we have to be mindful germs. Yeah. We were mindful before, but now it's even worse, oh. you know. Um, no, you can't. Just the other day, I had to tell my students, hey, you cannot share pencils, you know, where opposed to before we, oh, yeah, well, Miss Murphy, I have a pencil he can use, or I have some paper. Now we can't even do that. Wow. You know, turn around. You cannot do, you know, I'm constantly saying, pull that mask up. Don't do this. Well, I can't breathe. Well, I can't do this. Or the mask are too, you know, loose mm -hmm. on their faces, mm -hmm. you know, dirty. I mean, it's it's a whole lot and it's very scary. And I try to reiterate to them as much as I can. Guys, stand six feet apart. You know, if you're in a class in a line, these kids aren't used to that. They're not. Monica, what grade are you teaching? I'm different grade level. I'm okay. in the special education department. Yeah. I'm in the special education department. And it's it's really crazy. Hey, 
you can't get too close to your student, I mean, to your friend. You know, these kids are used to being bundled up and talking and laughing and what have you. So being in space, that's hard for them. Yes. It's hard for, it's hard for grown folks. <laughs> I'm a hugger. I love hugging people. I'm, you know, exactly. And I couldn't hug those students anymore. Yeah. You know, I had to elbow bump, but then I'm still skeptical to even elbow bump. Or bump. Oh, yeah. It's so much, you know, and it's ridiculous because I stand at the door when school starts. I let the students in, in the one direction. Mm-hmm. And where's your mask? But this is what I have to say. Instead of yeah. saying, good morning, welcome to class. The first thing you're coming through your mouth is put your mask up. Exactly. Then as soon as they walk in the building, we have, they have to sanitize. Mm-hmm. So I'm taking the ch- temperature and I'm wearing a mask, sanitized. So I'm doing this here, I'm going so many different angles. Mm-hmm. I have a little cubby with wipes. I have the sanitizer, uh, um, the, the hand sanitizer, mask, everything, and gloves. Mm-hmm. So that's what my norm is now. Right. And yeah. it's ridiculous. Yeah. You know, I had a friend, my niece's friend, she um, posted on Facebook the other day that she had to go take her son, pick her son up from school. Mm-hmm. It was feeling horrible. When it took him to the ER and she said she was so surprised to see how many kids in uniforms in the ER. Oh my gosh. In the ER. I said, are you serious? She, she, I, my heart went out. She said it was unbelievable. Yeah. She will never, she, as long as, you know, you go to the ER every so often, you know, how often do you see nothing but You kids? don't see little baby. Yeah, you don't see kids. Yeah, it's very rare. So now these babies, they have to suffer from it. Yeah, unfortunately. Unfortunately, you yeah. know, because of some of the parents don't, you know, either have math. I can pretty much tell you which students are going to come to school the next day without a mask. Really? Yes, I can pretty much tell you. I can see it's three three um, kids. They're brothers and sisters, mm-hmm. and they come up every morning mm-hmm. without a mask. And it's hard to get mad because you don't want to get mad at the child because it's not the child's fault. Not at all. And on top of that, I, it angers me when I see daycare vans unloading students with no mask. Oh my lord. Are you kidding me? I know. I'm like, come on, y'all. Don't we want to get out of this stage of life at some point, you know? And, you know, to each his own, you know, I am not a healthcare professional. I'm not telling anyone what to do, but this is how I look at it. Um, Just as a Christian, you know, Mm -hmm. I want to treat somebody the way I want to be treated. I want to love my neighbor as the word instructs. So if it's something that I can do, you know, um, and they say, go get vaccinated and, or wear your mask. Um, then I'm going to do it because I'm constantly thinking about someone else. Think of someone else. That's what I said. For I somebody else. Person. I mean, not even not myself. Yeah. If it's not for you, just yeah. be unselfish and say, you know what? <laughs> Why not? I'm tired and I want to move forward. I'm tired. I don't want to keep wearing a mask. I'm tired. I want a hug on my family. Yeah. yeah. And the thing about it is I don't want to be, I don't want to be the cause of someone else becoming severely ill. Even if I, let's say, you know, my immune system is strong for some reason. 
The mm -hmm. fact to know that it's possible for me to transmit it without me having any symptoms or me knowing anything, um, I just, that would just weigh heavy on my heart. Um, and that's just how I look at it. You know, I, again, it's very important for everybody to do their research because in the beginning, you know, I wanted to know more about this thing, you know, right. and did you do it, whatever. But I think if you really do your research and not just watch all the media hype, Go, mm -hmm. do some go to, you know, call your doctor, go do some, and just maybe, you know, consider it if, especially if it can help other people, more importantly, our babies, give them a fighting chance, more you know, important. they can't get this vaccine right and now. That's what I'm saying, yeah. I said from the beginning, if you have children, yeah, you have children, and now the children can come uh, contacted, and next thing, here you go. Here's the rippling domino effect again. Yeah, and they don't know. They don't know. And right. you know, every all the kids are in in each other's face. Mm -hmm. What would they do? And, and that's what they're gonna do. They're kids. Mm -hmm. I mean, exactly. they're kids. <laughs> I don't care. You know, whatever. They're, they they want to be around one another. Community relationship mm -hmm. is important from kids and to but let me ask you this, because, you know, we talk about this thing and like, again, I, I'm not a doctor, I'm, I'm not preachy or fussing at anybody. I just want to have this conversation with you just as an educator going in a classroom. You have family members who are immune compromised. Tell me, how does it weigh on you when you know I'm going to the classroom because I love my job. I love these kids. I want to help them. Right. But then I'm coming home. And I have family members who are autoimmune compromised mm -hmm. or have and have health challenges. Mm -hmm. How is that? How are you balancing that? God. Yes. God. Yeah. You know, because thankfully um, they're doing their part as well for themselves as well, mm -hmm. you know, with my daughter and with my husband. Mm -hmm. um, we're all taking precautions, you know, and praying. How are the kids adapting as far as getting back into a rhythm of things since, you know, everybody's back in person? Oh, God. Um, I think right now, since we probably, we've been in a few weeks, their adaptation is coming, finally coming back to Grizz because okay. it was hard because a lot of our students were virtual. Yeah which was hard oh yeah which was hard you know trying to keep them focused mm -hmm. entertained just trying to keep them you know interested in in learning now yeah. you know because they they lost a lot so you had to change it up not only you know giving the course material but how am i going to keep them entertained so yeah, so you had to kind of think out of the box. Yeah. You have to because also with that, Monique, is so much of the testing. Mm-hmm. With all this star going on, these poor babies are just I'm I'm done. And mm -hmm. I get it because mm -hmm. I put myself in their shoes. And another thing that helped my students, you know, being in special education, mm -hmm. I tell them, hey, I've been there, done that. Mm -hmm. And I had to tell one you know, that clowns, and I say, you don't like this here because you don't understand. Right. And that's okay. You're acting out because then I said, guess what? I didn't like math. I couldn't stand math. And if they did this, they did. And once I broke it down and I showed him I was there, he was like, yeah, Miss Murphy, you're right. I 
you know, I'm afraid to answer. I said, I know you're afraid. I know this. And, and once you make them comfortable with this, and then we'll skip back over to the COVID mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and we come back and they're like, okay, I, I'm getting it. Trust. As an educator, once you gain the trust of your students and yes. they believe that you care, then they yes. will learn. You can really make a you know transformational difference mm-hmm. once. Mm-hmm. And that's across the board. If I trust you, yes. like you trust me to do this interview with you, you know, like right. I know her. It's e- it's, it w- would become easier for you to say, you know what, sweetheart, there's no judgment here. I understand. And you can yeah. relate to them. So you find that as a successful uh, tool to help your, your students. Because if they weren't already been in a special education, they already, you know, going through a lot. Yeah. Oh, well, I can't keep up with this, this, this student. Oh, but this student is smarter than me. And I have to tell them, no, it's not true. Yeah. It's that you learn differently. Yeah. You it's okay. It's okay because Miss Murphy didn't like it either. Trust me, I still don't like it. You know, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I still don't like it. But yeah. hey, we're gonna make it through that. You know, you talk to me, and I always put myself in their shoes. Of course. And I would tell them, I would act as though I don't know something. Yeah. <laughs> Just to see if they remember what I did teach them. Right. The other students, the other teachers, and I tell them, you know, if I'm just having a bad day, I don't want to do this here because I had a corner I used to call the Wusai corner. Wusai, okay. <laughs> the Wusai corner, hopefully any teacher that's listening to this can do this. So I made a little corner and I said, hey, whenever you're having one of those days, you don't feel like it, you want to act out, go over there to the Wusai corner. Yeah. And you know what? It's understandable because we all have those days. Mm-hmm. I have a day and it feel like I'm acting a certain way. I need you guys to say, Miss Murphy, to the Woodside Corner, you need to breathe, girl. Breathe. Wow. And I said, it's okay. So I purposely will act out. So they could send you to the corner. So they can send me to the corner. <laughs> I love so it. <laughs> and then you will follow through with it and they will trust you. And then I will come back saying, I needed that. I needed that. You okay. sure, you know, because last night I didn't sleep well. I didn't do this. I didn't do that. So, guys, thank you. Thank you for giving me that little opportunity to just breathe a moment. You know, wow. and they're like, okay, you good? You good? Okay. You know, I'm teaching them all all types of little things. So I know, you know, you talk about the students and, you know, having that bond and that trust relationship with them. You went to one of the schools that is known for that. I have to go ahead, although I did not go there, but I have to, (laughs) as you know, I was uh, uh, married to your former classmate, but be a part of that community to watch you guys the Jack Yates Lions family. Um, uh-oh, go ahead. Have your moment. Have your moment, JY. <laughs> I'm going to finish it again later. <laughs> I love it. But to just, you know, tell me about what made Jack Yates that community in, in, in the era, the year that you graduated and went to school back then. So different and so special compared to what you kind of see now. Oh man, it's the love, the yeah. love and the bond we all shared, mm-hmm. shared and sharing still mm-hmm. 30 plus years later. Yeah. And not only with the class that, you know, 87, yeah. not only with just 87, it's with 
all classes. Yeah. Very rare. I hear so much about that. It's so rare that a school of all different years, classes mingle together. They do, yeah. And, you know, and I, I'm like, you know, because that seems foreign to me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Coming mm-hmm. from there, it seems foreign. And, you know, class of 60s, we're all together in the 80s. Right. Yes. Some, you know, even further, further back. And we're all still together as one family member. That's why yeah. we adapted that song, We Are One, mm-hmm. you know. And nowadays, it's like, what happened? Yeah. Also with, with, with our class and, and with Yace, it, it's a lot of family mm-hmm. bond, mm-hmm. community bond. Yeah. All grew up together in some type of way, you know, either... Um, that's my cousins <laughs> or that's my neighbor right. or I grew up in a neighborhood or there used to be a thing um, back then called Young Life. Yeah. And we all participated in Young Life. Well, let me tell you, my little Sugarland self, okay, in Missouri City area that I grew up in, that's, I came over to Wheeler and I think it was Rudy he was yeah. the, the uh, Young Life teacher. That's the first time I uh, kind of, you know, got into the community, that Yates community, and even meeting Santana was mm-hmm. Young Life. So we had come all the way <laughs> over to Third War because, you know, that was the thing to do. It was the place to be. And not only you were having fun learning about the Lord, but then you mm-hmm. can also see this, this special community um, yeah. Because there's a difference. I, I, I can't, I'm not, a, I have to tell the truth, shame to death. <laughs> but just a beautiful community. And, you know, um, from, like you said, from whatever class you graduated, it's mm-hmm. something definitely special there. It, it was. And, you know, and, and like I said, all, you know, Santana and I, we're not blood. Yeah. But we feel as though we're blood. We, you know, our parents joined in together. Mm-hmm. Know, in our education um, wise, you know, my mom, you know, being a sports mom, you know, football mom, this mom, and all had that fun, you know, your mom was my mom. I love it. I love it. Okay. So you are a, a wife of 25 years. Yes. I tell you, that's a long time, sister. That's okay. a long time. What's the secret to having the longevity of a 25 year marriage? Uh, God. Else, right? God. And being able to learn how to be quiet. Mm. To say, you know what, you sure right. Just letting the person, the man, no. <laughs> you're right. You're right. Okay. You Do you know. find balance where he tells you that you're right? Have y'all been able to get to that? You know, because okay. in the beginning, we're, you know, we kind of, we have opinions and we want to share. Right. But then I think through experience and years of maturity you're like you mm-hmm. know what it's okay not to be right all the time mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think it goes both ways where you can say you know what you're right I'm not you're even right. about to today and he does it to you yeah he yeah. does you know he's he's finally I think we both are finally coming in within that knowledge of just saying you know what is it really worth it keep going back and forth and I see him more so now kind of you know just like mm. <laughs> you know 
closing his mouth saying, you know, but mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, because it's it's pointless. Yeah. It's pointless. Don't you know? make up anyway. Exactly. <laughs> so, you know what? Boy, you sure are right. You yeah. know, just put yeah. his ego a little bit and yeah. say, okay. And just know that you're you're right. Yeah. So you know when you know what you know, yeah. Why go go back and forth um, arguing about it? But what? You know, life is short. I think that, and I think that's good advice. So for someone out there listening, you know, you're you're married, be, be it recently married or where you have a mature marriage. Um, knowing, you know, you always hear that 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 saying and know know which battles to choose, you know. Know, know which mm-hmm. ones to choose which ones that are or are of importance which ones to win which ones to lose because at the end of the day it's neither i think that what happens and you'll learn over time when you're going back and forth with someone something is going to be said right right in the wrong way or taken the wrong way you really can't get your true message across because the feelings are Mm -hmm. heightened right Mm -hmm. but if you can say you know what okay Nine times out of 10, the person is going to go away thinking, they just said, okay, why don't you just say, okay. And so now they're processing, like, right. you know, they're processing and they'll, they can come back because they didn't feel attacked. You didn't say what you right. were thinking, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, okay, let me go try this over. Let me start it's in a different tone. It's in a different tone. Very different go. tone. Yeah. And you will feel as though you're being attacked, both yeah. parties. Yeah. You know, when you're able to say, you know what, hey, yeah. you're right. But mm-hmm. I really was just just getting that clear understanding. Yeah. This is all I was saying. What were you trying to say? What do you mean? Because that's something I just recently learned mm-hmm. how to do is ask before jumping to conclusion. It makes it go a whole lot easier yeah. and smoother. If yeah. you just say, hey, don't just assume. Uh, and, you know, that's what caused a lot of people to stop talking to each other. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you know, because you assume, you know, um, oh, well, you said this way. Well, no, had you asked me, yeah, mm-hmm. and I asked, hey, before I just do this or respond this way, are you meaning this? You know, because I don't want to respond the way that I'm feeling right now. Exactly. And let so, me tell you this: when you you touched on that feeling, okay, mm-hmm. I remember um, this therapist, and um, this is something she said, and I've always taken this to heart. She said, feelings aren't facts, So it is true that you may feel a certain way, Mm -hmm. but it may not be factual that another individual did something to you based on your feelings because you haven't communicated that. You don't know, you just, I feel like this, right? Well, Mm -hmm. does, is it factual based on now? And when you come to the place where it is factual, then that's one thing. But a lot of it is that uh, many times you're like, well, I feel like this. He, I feel like this, right? I feel like okay. she's not listening to me. I feel like she's tripping. <laughs> I feel like, you know, you're going on, I'm feeling instead of I need to communicate, communicate to, to, to feeling to see if there's any facts that validate why I feel this way. Okay. Exactly. We're going to help somebody today. We're helping <laughs> Exactly. And I hope, I hope we can, you know, because that cut a lot out. And you know what? And one thing that my daughter told me, Monique, which made a lot of sense, mm-hmm. 
you know, when she was in school and she was saying as because she took up communications. Yeah. And she said, now I've learned so much about communicating, you know, and think about it. Our generation, we didn't do well in communicating. We were not taught how to communicate. Why? Because we were told to close our mouths. Oh, yeah. We're not talking to you. Yeah. So don't ask questions. Just do what I say. I say. What would yeah. I do? Yeah. You know? So yeah. we, we were shut down. And now, and, and when she told me that, and, she, and I was like, wow. I even tell, you know, young ladies, what am I seeing now? You know, as far as the relationship thing, you know, uh, for young ladies that's not married. Yeah. And they're dating. And I tell them, hey, if you've been in this relationship with this person or before you really get into a relationship with this person, let that person know what you're expecting. Amen. Let that person know what you want. Now, if you've been in a relationship with uh, someone for about two or three years and you want to be married to this person or ask that person. Stop assuming, oh, they're on the same page because this person may not want to be married. This person may not want to have kids, but you're going through because, oh, we're just having fun. And, you know, oh, I think this may be one. Well, he or she may not be the one. And, and, that, and, and listen, this is the thing. This is what we really going to help somebody. It's okay if they don't. See, it's okay. Part, this is, and I, you know, I'll talk to, like you said, young folks or people contact me all the time as a, as a, as a life coach as well. But this is the mm-hmm. thing. It's, do not be offended when someone tells you how they feel because they're oh, yeah. helping you. You know, yeah. a lot of times we want to take it personal and think it's, it's us. Mm-hmm. It, it, no, it's not that. It's just not. that they have a right to be who they are and live mm-hmm. the life that they choose to live. And if it's mm-hmm. not in alignment with you, think of it as a blessing. Yes. It's a curse to be with somebody who's leading you on, not communicating based on you going on assumptions because you haven't sat down to communicate and define mm-hmm. exactly what's important mm-hmm. to you. So many mm-hmm. times as women, and I say some men too, we take on the, the, the we assume, as we just talk about assumptions, that everything mm-hmm. is just going to work out okay based on right. what you want. Right, right. Never having a conversation to say, okay, let's really, let me really pick this person mind. Yes, because you sit there and, and a lot of people say, um, well, well, what do you want me to do? Do you want me to stay with you? Well, why are you asking when you're already feeling this way? Why are you giving no. them a choice? Exactly. No. <laughs> Communication. Wait a minute. But then if you're asking them, do you? You, and then they tell you, um, well, do you, and they give you the answer that you're not ready to hear, you're still not going anywhere because you're trying to get them to change. Why are you wasting time? If if you can't be in alignment with me, then bye-bye. I'm not giving you a choice to tell me <laughs> how you're about to mistreat me. I was... <laughs> Okay. okay, that's crazy. I'm not understanding this. Where, where, where did we fall off? Where did we? <laughs> I, I can't. You know, I, I, I can't. Okay, let's 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 get let's get ready to wrap this up because we've been on here forever, girl. We got to go and have some dang on drinks. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's go into a little bit of you know just briefly. I know that your your husband is you know, he's on dialysis. So as the caretaker role, you had to um, be there for him. And how is he doing right now? 
he is doing excellent, Good. you know, to say in his situation. Because if you see him Mo, you would be like, he, he's sick. How was he making it through? God. <laughs> so he's, he's doing well because I know it was kind of rough when oh, the diagnosis God. started. Yes, yeah. you know, because that way, the, like you say, the character give a role come in. And I'm like, oh my God, baby, when I tell you, God has really been working with me <laughs> through all of this. Yeah. And you know, trying to keep him motivated yeah, and keeping him positive, you know, that, hey, we don't know what God's purpose is. Mm-hmm. We don't know what he have in store for us. We don't know why he did, because he told us our understanding is not his understanding. Yeah. But what we will do is acknowledge him. Yeah. This all, you know, and my husband, you know, Murphy has been, oh my God. Oh, it's been a, mm, seven, between seven to 10 years. Mm-hmm. And on, you know, before he got to dialysis, you know, the doctors told him, hey, guess what? You're going to be on dialysis by July. And this probably was in March or something, April. Mm-hmm. He passed that time. He didn't even go. And I was like, ah, <laughs> you ready to tell your testimony? <laughs> you right. ready to tell your testimony? Was it? Look, look what God said. But then, you know, finally it did catch up on him where he had to, you know, and he woes me, woes me. And I was like, uh uh-uh. uh. Uh, uh, uh. we're not doing that we're not doing it but you know what because he called me one day from the from coming from the doctor and he's like I'm just tired of this I'm tired of this I'm tired. and of course you know yeah. people like that that's not going through or have been through it we don't understand what they're feeling not at all. you know so I have to have God yeah I have to have God with me you know and you know he, he is a minister Yes, he is. He's a minister. So still, even being a minister, he has to have reassurance, you know. Yeah. And he, he was like, I'm, I'm just ready to give up. So it was funny, Monique. I was standing, I remember standing in the kitchen as I'm on the phone talking to him. And I'm listening to him. You know, I'm just tired and I want this. And I was like, okay. So as he's talking, I'm over talking him, but I'm as though I'm thinking. And I said, hmm, so you're tired. Hmm. So you're ready to give up. Hmm. So God bless you to still be able to walk amongst the living. Hmm. So you also have your daughter who you're so crazy about. Yes, she's 26 years old. So what would happen with her? See, I, I deleted myself because I'm not worried about mom. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And you have that, those grandchildren that you're so crazy about. Hmm. So you said you're ready to do what? Wow. And I said, we don't do pity parties. I know we enjoy going to a great party, but ah, that's one I can't do with. Yeah. But babe, oh, no, 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 no. No, babe. No, babe. But God. But God. But God. You know, because he brought you a mighty long way through this. Right. We didn't know. And I said, it's not your fault. It's yeah. nothing that you've done to your body to put you in this situation. Mm-hmm. So, Monique, whenever somebody goes through this type of thing, you know, rather it's cancer, whether, you know, it's like him with kidney disease and, you know, or whatever the situation is, I feel like it's, it's God yeah. because one, he's using you. Mm-hmm. He's using your body as a vessel. Mm-hmm. He's using you to be a, a, a blessing to someone else. Think about it. Mm-hmm. You know, you didn't cause this to make this happen. Right. 
you know? So he needs us for something. God is using us for something. He's using me through you to get me through, you know, through this here ordeal. Maybe I can help the next wife whose husband had, who's going through the same shoes that I'm going through. Yeah. You know, you know, and on top of that, at one time he had to wear a life vest Mm -hmm. because whenever he was going to sleep, his heart was skipped, you know, and it, it was horrible, you know, but thankfully he's off of that. He hadn't been on one of those in a, in a while, you know, and, but if you look at him, he's moving, he's go to dialysis and, you know, he has a barbecue business, you know, after he get off, get out of um, dialysis, he would go straight and start doing that. He wasn't missing a beat. No, but that's not who he is to miss a beat anyways. But this is what I wanted to say. And I hope that this is helping a listener out there today. You know, um, Mm -hmm. you are blessed. um, Your husband is blessed to have you and you him. And so when somebody's down, they can encourage. I know that you are the backbone. And I say that because I know you. Um, You're always positive and you know your but God um, testimony so you can be able to instill that in him. So, you know, sometimes people don't have that partner or have that person in their lives. So I'm, this is why I do this podcast because this may resonate with someone. So if you don't have someone, um, you have this show, you have people Mm -hmm. like Monica to encourage you that it will be okay. Um, that when you change your thought process and think about your blessings, mm-hmm. everything changes. And it just starts with, if you are here, that is a blessing. And you yes, just- because you're blessing, you never know. You yeah. may be blessing someone else. Amen. And, and a good thing about this generation now, uh, Monique, is that we have the social media. Yeah, yeah. And I learned, and, and also not only a caregiver to my, my husband, but to my daughter as well. Yeah. Now my tell husband. me a little bit, of, tell us a little bit about that as far as your daughter's concerned. That probably was the, that's probably the hardest. Hardest. To have to be the caregiver of a 26 year old. Mm. That's a go-getter. Yeah. <laughs> you know, um, having the, the type of autoimmune disease that she has, um, keeping her motivated Mm -hmm. and what have you. And thank God, because she has the NMO. I don't have me to tell you the name of that. Mm -hmm. I'm tired of those those acronyms. But um, she found um, on social media um, groups. Oh, what With like-minded, because we never heard of that that disease before. So she did her own research. Awesome. She did her own research. And come to find out, it's a lot of other people really? that have the same thing. Yes. And that was very surprising. And I was very proud of her for doing so, mm-hmm. you know, because she had no one to turn to. Mm-hmm. We never heard of it. We didn't know anyone that know, you know, known of it. So for her to do that, that really told me a lot about social media. That you know, appreciate it for the good that it does mm-hmm. instead of the not so good that we hear sometimes. Mm-hmm. So let me ask you this, because you said that was the hardest for you as a mom. Mm-hmm. Um, when you hear your baby and you don't know where this came from, you don't know what mood. kind of treatments, you know, to help her with. Um, as an educator and as a mom, you're learning everything that you can about this particular right. um, disease. How do you keep her motivated 
as well as yourself. But God. But God. But God. And you know what I told her? I also reminded her. Mm -hmm. um, you stand on a lot of shoulders of Black women who've gone on before us mm -hmm. that had that strength. And some of the um, elders she was able to meet before they passed on, mm -hmm. you know, and she know the strength, like my mom, yeah. where I got it from, yeah. my aunts, where we, I got it from, yeah. you know, her other grandmother on my husband's side. Mm -hmm. You have a lot of women to remind you, you can make it through anything. Yeah. You also have that Bible. Mm -hmm. And I'm thankful for you know, being able to train her up in that direction, mm -hmm. you know, because I told her, you know, when we first found out about all this and I say, hey, I don't know anything about this. You know, we're going to make it through this. But what I need you to do is cry, cry, get it out of your system because we don't know. Yeah. And then once we're going to do this, you're going to start praying. Yeah. And you're going to remember this has not brought you down. It's yeah. not going to bring you down. We're going to figure it out and we're going to keep moving. We're going to pray. So mm -hmm. what I need you to do, I need you to surrender mm -hmm. and remember who I taught you God is. Right. Let me ask and you this, because her, her autoimmune um, disease, can you tell me what symptoms that she had? You, what was this called? Um, NMO. In, um, it, it triggers the nervous system. Okay. And I think, you know, we're feeling as though if she's stressed too much, mm -hmm. it's something would trigger. And it causes, you know, in, in the brain, you know, um, lesions mm -hmm. and what have you. Um, but we try to keep her calm. Mm -hmm. You know, she's learned a whole lot throughout this process of learning how to, you know, let go. Some things are not important. Yeah. You know, that she would make it out of, you know, and it's, uh, and I thank God that is, is, you know, may sound crazy, but I thank God that it's happening to her now. Mm -hmm. One, because we're still here. Yeah. Her parents are still amongst the living. Yeah. So I can help guide her as much as I can through this, right. you know, um, and see, whenever she's stressed, you know, and then we have to figure out, hey, calm down. Whenever it seems as though when the weather, because we notice whenever the weather changes, she changes because her immune system is so very high. And, you know, we were giving her like vitamin D, some things, you know, for her immune system. Well, she can't take anything because it's like her immune system is going like this. It's spinning. Right. It's, it's higher than what ours is. Right. So she can take anything, you know, that will help her with, you know, keeping her immune system high is already too high. You know, so you're so saying her immune system is high, which is a, would be a good immune system, a healthy immune system. It's, it's overly healthy in a it's sense. Overly healthy. So this is why she having all these issues. Okay. Because normally you, yeah. you have people who have... A, a, a lower immune uh, system to be able to fight different diseases. But this right. is kind of like a hyperactive thyroid, right? Yeah. So a yeah. hyperactive immune system. Yes, it's spinning, it's going crazy up there. Okay. You know, so, you know, when some people like you and I, we probably like 
the um, cold season is coming, the flu season is coming. We go find something to, to help with our immune system to fight it. Well, she don't need anything to fight hers, wow. you know, because she has too much of it. Right. Okay. Yeah. It's, it's, so it's many different things, but let me, okay. So, you know, again, I'm not a doctor. If you are out there battling any type of health challenges and you know, you notice something is different, please yeah. contact your doctor immediately and, yeah. and, and talk to your doctors and they will direct you to a lot of communities that can give mm -hmm. you you may need, especially if you don't have anyone or you feel alone or what have you. And that's basically what we're trying to um, right. encourage each one of you. Monica, so many, out there. So many yeah. out there. And so I want you guys to please, if you feel, you know, like my body's changing, something's not right. Don't put it off. That's the main yeah. thing. That's why we, we talk about this. Don't put it off. Go and see a, a physician, a healthcare professional as soon as possible, and they will be able to direct you to certain communities of support. Mm -hmm. But it's out there. And that's what I wanted Monica to really touch upon. Monica, yeah, as, 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 as we get ready to close, okay? I mean, we, we didn't delve into some, some really good topics <laughs> and you have to come back for sure. But I know that you started this new business endeavor. I want you to tell everybody about because I'm so excited for you. So congratulations on that. Tell me it about is, it. It's called One Moment. And it's event planning, coordinating, okay. You know, any types of event planning, you know, decorating, you know, trying to put everything together. So someone else that don't know how to do it, I can do it for you. So where can people find you? One moment on Instagram, 588. And the thing about you and what I can say is that you are a person of, you know, passion, compassion. Mm -hmm. So whoever comes into your presence you're going to treat them the way you want to be treated during their one moment, because you know mm -hmm. that it's very special as an educator and as a caretaker, those are gifts that only God can give you. So when you have those characteristics and attributes about yourself, then I know that you're going to be extremely successful in this new business in the, um, endeavor and that you're going to bless so many people. Um, and so I'm wishing you the very best, my sister. Well, thank you. I really appreciate you. And I love you and um, much success. Thank you so much, Mommy. Wow. What a great interview with Monica Murphy. I hope that you guys were just as inspired as I was. And I hope that you take something from Monica's testimony. Take something from her words of encouragement through her different experiences. And what I found was that having an attitude and a but God kind of faith can get you through anything. I look forward to you guys joining me next week. Have a blessed day. And until the next podcast, God bless. Yeah.